0: I pulled six holidays specifically, five of which I'll say here. One is a surprise, and I'll see if anybody else remembered this one.
1: Okay. Edwin, when you become an old man, I almost certainly see you as like a Yosemite Sam who just is like wandering in the streets, just cussing about everything. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> as a frazer. <laughs> Heaven's gate. I like, what? All right, we ready. Uh, yep. Okay, 5 God. seconds
2: of silence. Here we go. Uh, there uh, got it. I'm in. Mean, uh, God.
1: <sighs> I know. I know underneath that exterior, Edwin. It's just a gooey lovey teddy bear. <laughs> okay, here we go. Welcome, Secret Movie Clubbers, to Secret Movie Club Podcast 146. We're a little punch drunk today, but we're going to we're going to try to put that into our pod. Today, we are talking about <laughs> It's not that we run out of topics but this is like a topic that's hilarious to me we're talking about holiday movies from january to june that are not valentine's day so that could be st patty's day mother's day father's day easter passover president's day arbor day flag day uh which by the way was hilarious because we programmed top gun and top gun 2 for secret movie club team member lisey metcalf's birthday and then i looked and it was on flag day and I was like, huh, nice, oh, yeah, Yeah, the subconscious works in really weird ways.
0: I think we'll do, because this is kind of a continuation of we did a New Year's one. We did a Thanksgiving one. And I think actually this is going to be January to May. And we're going to do a summer uh, one with like Fourth oh. of July. Okay. Maybe in the fall. Are there any fall, like other random fall holidays? Maybe that could be another one. Or maybe a good continuation of this would be... Halloween versus horror movies. Hanukkah, Rosh Shona, Yom Kippur. I would have a lot to say about that. Ramadan's happening right now. Probably a great Ramadan movie. All right, who's with
1: us
3: today? What's up, it's Daniel.
0: Hey gamers, it's me, Connelly Cruz, the people's champion. Here with a guy, I get a little allergic reaction to you sometimes, Edwin Gomez. <sighs>
2: hello America, we're still doing this crap. You know, I'm just tired. I wanna finish my kung fu movie and watch Black Sunday, which I got at Amiba yesterday which is dope.
1: And I'm Craig, the founder programmer of Secret Movie Club. By the time you hear this, tonight we are doing Peter Jackson's Undersung, for sure. American debut movie The Frighteners starring Michael J. Fox. It's a really fun movie. It totally unfairly got an R rating because the MPAA had no idea how to deal with Peter Jackson's sensibility. And they were like, I think this is R. Nevertheless, they would shortly be, not shortly, but a while later be giving a movie like War of the Worlds, which I love and we've talked about, a PG-13, which for sure deserved an R. But they just didn't know how to deal with a movie that started as a comedy and ended as a really disturbing horror film. If you've never seen seen the Frighteners, come join us. Then tomorrow we are doing a David Fincher triple, yo with two of them on 35 panic room 35 the game 35 and then gone girl which was in the dcp era Mm. all three movies i really enjoy the game and gone girl though i love and then uh wednesday we have filmmaker paul boonwell joining us uh for his movie the ghostly love of johnny x a musical that was the last movie ever shot on kodak tri x film so come see it's like your only chance to see a triax black and white print and somebody who just went for it and then on Thursday 420 April 20th we are doing Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey which will be the subject of a future podcast cuz Bogus Journey is better than Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure which is great they're both great movies but bogus journey is like probably a masterpiece and as always find out everything we're doing at secretmovieclub.com write us a community at secretmovieclub.com get tickets at eventbrite.com our april to june season has now been totally totally announced i will tell you there were a few events i don't think we mentioned by the time you hear this we'll just be a week away from bridge on the river kwai on 35 millimeter at the million dollar theater please join us for that uh, we're doing some a really fun series in June on heists, capers, and cons, and we're doing things like Sexy Beast and Possessor, which is going to be a hardcore double. I hope uh, people will come out and see. We're doing The Italian Job and A Fish Called Wanda on 35mm, which is actually going to be pretty cool. We got Paramount Archive to give us a 35 archive, print of the original Italian job with uh, Sir Michael Caine and many other things coming up. Come join us. All right, let's move on. Hello.
0: I say we start this with probably the holiday that we might have the most to talk about. This would be my guess, is St. Patty's Day. No,
1: okay. oh, I thought you were going to say Easter. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess it could be, but St. Patty's Day, there is a lot of, I mean, there's like the classics, I'm sure you could name them, you know, The Quiet Man and... Uh, we show
1: The Departed all the time. Just anything with Irish Americans or Irish people.
0: I Well, I want to say, I want to tell my story of, you know, I've been doing my movie night for uh, nearly three full years now, and so we've had three... St. Patrick's Day because we started in April. The first year was coming up and we were like, okay, well it'd be fun to watch like one of the Leprechaun movies. Why not? You know, we don't we weren't really familiar with it so we were looking through the list and we came across one of the newer ones the WWE produced Leprechaun Origins which stars Hornswoggle as the Leprechaun. We just thought it was really funny that there was a movie called Leprechaun Origins and we were like well, it's called Origins We got to watch that one first. And so we watched it. And it's one of those movies where I can't believe so little happened in it. Bottom 20% of the stuff we've watched. And then last year we were like, okay, well, let's try to find a leprechaun horror movie that's not part of the leprechaun franchise. I found this movie called Red Clover starring Billy Zane. Couldn't find a copy of it ended up doing this movie called The Leprechauns Game, which is part of this new trend. It's like the genuine new era of exploitation films, but a different sort of thing. It's this thing you see on Amazon a lot, like Tubi has this as well, even though Tubi has great stuff, where people will just make, I assume in like a month, a whole movie. It's 70 minutes long. It's got a cool name like The Leprechauns Game and a cool cover that has more effort put into it. And you just sort of wallpaper You know because these streaming services want to gobble up as much content as possible because you can brag about how many movies you have who cares how good they are and so leprechauns game absolutely terrible bottom 1% of the stuff we've watched in the running for the worst thing ever so this year we decided to break the chain. My friend Paul suggested found this movie called Fatal Deviation, uh, oh, yeah. Ireland's first martial arts movie. I'd love you to be first and last. It might be, <laughs> what's crazy is apparently allegedly the story this dude, the guy, he didn't direct it, he just stars in it, but it's still like obviously one of those movies that's kind of a like a showcase for this one dude and he's good at martial arts at least. He looks like a little Wolverine, he's really small and muscular. He apparently was doing it because some Hong Kong producers allegedly. I don't know. <laughs> we're like, "Hey, we want to see how you're doing." You know, he he really idolized like Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal cut to now. He's still working in DTV stuff. I, you know, I don't know what it's called now. And he's worked with those dudes. So it happened. The dream happened. This whole town, all his buddies came together to help him make this movie. I would love to actually watch this in a, in, with a crowd. I wrote
1: it down, man, for next year. You've, you've mentioned it enough now. And when you look, I've, I've said this before. This is not hyperbole. This isn't because you're my friend and I have deep affection for you. Ryan's babe, was a revelation
0: I'll say this you think about like fun weird bad movies quote unquote and you think of something like the room is really accessible you know and then on the other end of side you have something like my one of my favorites after last season which is like a double black diamond a lot of times I end up recommending stuff that's a little more hardcore that's like you have to be kind of into this stuff I think Ryan's babe is definitely less accessible than like the room it feels like a movie from an alternate universe Um, this is super accessible this is like classic Classic bad B-movie crowd-pleasing like this is one that I think Edwin would really like uh, Fatal Deviation it's got a lot of cheesy kung-fu they accidentally flipped a car at one point which they just use in the movie it's a lot of fun uh, and you can find it on YouTube so nice. and it's got five minutes of bloops at the end oh so. wow
3: in like an 80 minute movie how long does it run
0: in like a 76 minute long movie
3: (laughs) that fills the rest of the time to make it a feature is
2: president's day fit in that category
1: run my son you have wind i'll
2: do absolute power because uh it has a president who did a murder and eastwood has got to take him down which is one of my favorite political thriller movies because one it's got to take down the president and he's a thief Got to him down, King Hackman.
1: That is a good call. That is one of the most ridiculous Clint Eastwood movies, and yet one of the most enjoyable. It's
2: not ridiculous. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. He is an art thief. <laughs> yeah, he is. Who he
1: goes is. to steal a painting... And the president of the United States kills a woman yeah. in the room while he's hiding in the closet.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's that's amazing. That's art. That's one of my favorite presidential movies. Uh, of course, it's All the President's Men. Since Connor brought up Ireland, uh, you know, State of Grace is another movie that needs to be talked about, too. You know,
1: I've never seen State of Grace, and I was like, holy moly, Sean Penn and Gary Oldman and Ed Harris. Yeah. Robin Penn. Hey,
2: yeah, You know something? You can have your Departed, I'll have my state of grace. That movie's amazing, and no one ever talks about it at all. That's the first Departed movie. Boom. Does it take place in Boston? No, it takes place in New York, mm. I think, or Chicago. But it's Irish Mob, for sure. Yes, Irish Mob. Composed by Andrew Marricone. So, I'd say no to him. Oh, he's good. <laughs> Shut up, Daniel. Shut up. Oh, and Easter, you could also put it for Critters 2. Nice.
1: Oh. Does, I've seen Critters 2. Does that have an Easter theme?
2: Yeah, it does. It technically, it's an Easter movie. This guy is dressed up in an Easter Bunny outfit, you know, doing a hop-hop, and uh, next year, you know, he see these eggs, and next you the Critters go into the suit. Like, oh, I haven't seen Critters. I'm
1: thinking of Goblin 2. Sorry. Wow, you, you schmuck. But that sounds good. Is Critters 2 worth watching? Is it fun? Yes,
2: it is. Yes, it is. If you do a whole Critters marathon, it'll bring a crowd. Is
1: Critters 2 the crown jewel of the Critters franchise?
2: I'm going to say yes.
0: Yeah, typically. Usually considered.
2: Goes from Critters 2 first one space and the the one where he's in the city with Leonardo DiCaprio
0: I think the first two are the ones that people like and people really like the second one from my understanding yeah Easter's interesting I don't have a lot written down we always try to watch something really satanic on Easter for our movie night like Saint Maud. we did Stigmata last year I would also recommend Assassin 33 AD which was later released with a way better title called Black Easter which is a weirdo Christian movie about time traveling Muslims who want to go back in time and kill Jesus before he becomes Become a martyr and destroy Christianity. Which shows a complete misunderstanding of Islam. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I called it a Christian weirdo movie. <laughs> I read the Quran
1: and the Quran is 90% amazing stories about Jesus and Moses. <laughs> I was like, have any Christians read the Quran and realized that essentially the Quran is just an affirmation of Judaism and Christianity.
0: Well, to be fair, in, in the movie, the Muslims are very nice about it. They're like, Jesus is a great man. We just we just we believe in Muslim stuff more. We just got to take him out. So, yeah, we just got to get rid of okay. him. He's, he's destroying our chances of creating a caliphate
3: here in the U.S. I associate Easter with, with movies because for some reason... Easter, when I grew up, every Easter we would get a movie. Like my parents would get us a VHS and then eventually a DVD until they stopped giving gifts. And I don't know why they chose Easter for that. But I think of two specific movies, one of which is directly related and one of which is associated with the first one which I got to rewatch a few years ago is The Prince of Egypt, which is genuinely a beautiful dope movie. The Dreamworks movie, right? Yeah, I kind of anticipated it, you know, like, oh, I've kind of grown out of it or it's going to be whatever, but it's just like a very like historical epic. It doesn't feel preachy, it feels very much like narrative driven and is gorgeous, all hand drawn. I highly recommend revisiting that. It's very much worth the time and a tight 90 for the kids. The second one <laughs> is a movie uh, I watched with Edwin a few times. And I know he's a big fan of, which is the James Corden fronted Peter Rabbit uh, from twenty eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Daniel.
1: Why is Edwin so defensive about movies he
3: loves? He loves. He gets mad. He loves Peter Rabbit, and he thinks I'm joking with him when I say that it's great because he thinks it's so great. I also think it's great, Edwin. He
1: wants it to be his own, right? His yeah. own private thing. It's
3: his Paddington. Now, the movie's a right. piece of sh you know it oh, now he's overcompensated the gentleman doth protest too much <laughs> uh this genuine masterpiece wallace and gromit the curse of the were rabbit which i think functions as an easter movie because it's got some spooky bunnies in it i don't know if you've that that in recent years I did. But that movie rips
1: one of my favorite images where i couldn't stop chuckling is when the rabbits are caught in the uh whatever that machine is that wallace and gromit have and they just float around I just, I was like one of the most pleasing images I'd ever seen of these rabbits
0: just floating. It's, it's so good. Do you ever think about how weird the Easter bunny, like how creepy that would be? IRL just seeing like a big ass bunny walking around putting little candy eggs. A lot of
1: the holiday mascots are horrifying. Did you ever hear Bill Hicks' whole thing on the Easter bunny? I can't do it like Bill Hicks, one of my favorite stand up comedians, but he was like going off on, and I say this as a practicing Catholic, which everyone needs to know. I love blasphemous stuff. I think you gotta laugh. And he was just saying how we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ by telling our children that a six foot East, like rabbit has left Easter eggs in the yard. <laughs> He's like, why don't we just tell them that a huge fish came in the room and left Lincoln logs in their sock drawer. And then he was like, he would be like, mommy, a fish left
3: Lincoln logs in my sock drawer. And the mom's like, that's the story of Jesus. <laughs> It's a good bit. I was trying to think of any other weird scattered holiday adjacent movies, but I think I just associate the holidays with specific things.
0: Well, there's Mamma Mia for Mama's Day. Oh, nice. Yes. Whenever I think about Mother's Day, I think about that moment in In the Mouth of Madness where that weird little girl's like, it's Mommy's Day. <laughs> it's, am I the only one who remembers
3: that? Yes. There's certain ways lines are delivered, little inflections that just stick with you for all time, and you forget where they're from. I think of Back to the Future Part 2 when he's in um, the principal's office in the past, and he's trying to find the almanac, and he finds the almanac cover, but it's wrapped up in an ooh-la-la magazine, and he goes, ooh-la-la, ooh-la-la, ooh la La, la and i've thought about that for the last 30 years less ironic mother's day suggestion i think back to the future
0: alien aliens would be fun oh nice oh man this this topic
1: is turning out to be more fertile than i thought i you know we did this again weirdly un, not necessarily consciously for connor's birthday connor wanted wicker man but he wanted the final cut where christopher lee sings the song and uh, we programmed it in May with Midsommar, which just made all the sense in the world, but it's going to come right around May Day. Well, I think one of the interesting things that I always find fascinating, and I know people know this history, is that Christmas really came about because some really smart Bishops in Catholicism who understood marketing were like, Look, if we want to get everybody to celebrate this, let's peg this to the winter solstice because everyone's partying anyway. So they put Christmas at December 25th, really smart marketing. And then they were like, Look, we got all these cultures around the world celebrating this pagan May Day thing, and it's all about like things dying and coming back and regenerating. Let's make that Easter. And then they were like, boom, let's put it in the spring. I think two of the most brilliant bits of marketing ever, if you really want to have a conversation about it, again, sad as a practicing Christian, <laughs> just so people know. So I think that Wickerman and Midsummer are great. Like, hey, you want to get your pagan on, uh, your pagan mayday on? You got that. I was going to say, also as a Jew, by the way, Passover, it's sort of hard. It's, you know, you said Prince of Egypt, of course. You could do the, like, Ten Commandments. Ridley Scott made that Christian Bale movie, which I haven't seen. Is that any good? The Christian Bale, Ridley Scott thing with Sigourney Weaver?
2: Exodus something. It's basically the Prince of Egypt, what what Daniel said. Yeah, that movie sucks. It's terrible. Okay.
1: But you also have, speaking of Exodus, you could watch Exodus, the Otto Preminger movie with Paul Newman. But what I was thinking of, even though this is a relatively small part of the movie you could do uncut gems if you're somebody if you're inside judaism it's really hard to explain this uncut gems has a great passover scene as a jew as well who who celebrated passover ever since i was a kid passover is where the whole family gets together you have a big meal and then you read ab- about the moses story when you celebrate passover you read from the haggadah and every family has a different Haggadah. So what's very funny to me is if you're a really liberal, secular Jewish family, sometimes your Haggadah is five minutes. I dated a woman whose family did it in a, like five minutes, and then it was mealtime. And it was actually, they, it was almost a comedy routine. And then if you're very Orthodox, you can go for four hours. I don't know if any of you have ever attended a real Orthodox Passover, but you don't eat until midnight. And the kids ask the four questions, and you have debates, and you talk about what it means to be Jewish, and it's very rich. And Uh, You know, Passover is in many ways, like, one of the biggest holidays. Uh, But I love in Uncut Gems, there's just a lot of Jewish family dynamics going on in Uncut Gems. That is hilarious. So I would just throw to people, Softy Brothers, Uncut Gems, the Passover scene. I'll throw that.
0: I mean, there's a lot of stuff. So maybe we can revisit some of this stuff in the future with, like, specific holidays. I watched the April Fool's Day slasher, hoping it would be a good convo fodder. And it was fine. It's kind of lame. But the the one that one holiday we didn't bring up...
1: Oh, you win. Connor wins. Connor wins. Connor wins. Groundhog Connor Day. Just got a perfect
0: wins. holiday with the perfect movie. Um, and Happy
3: Death Day, which sort of behaves the same way. Yeah.
0: I did it.
1: So, guys, let's move on to pop culture and final thoughts. Talk about anything but what we just talked
2: about. I'm still making my movie. That's still going on. I got a casting call pretty soon. Again, like I said, I would now be at the Hollywood Legion.
1: How do people if people want to act in your movie, Last of the Greats? Are you doing it in backstage?
2: I honestly don't know. When is it, when's it going to be? Uh, probably next week or two, probably. Oh, so it'll
1: probably be over by the time people hear this. But yeah. if it's not, and Edwin's still casting, he's doing his short, Last of the Greats.
2: On sixty million millimeter film, 239. Scope for the king's scope. Be in Edwin's movie, 239 film. Unlike 185 that someone shot on. I'm just saying. It's
3: almost like aspect ratio is a creative choice distinction on the narrative. Yeah, because aspect ratio is meant for epics,
2: meant for big pictures. But, no, because
3: they shot the new I, Jurassic World oh in scope, Daniel, up, and it looks like trash, because the dinosaurs are all squished, because the thing's too small. Daniel, but on 185, Daniel, Jurassic Daniel. World is actually this beautiful box what? that lets the dinosaurs expand on the screen and overwhelm
1: you. <laughs> I was about to say, I will gladly stand with the preferred aspect ratio of Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg. I don't feel any uh, compunction to feel guilt about 185 whatsoever. So, anyway. Uh, Dude, you're nice but, better. But, I wish Sam. you all the
0: best. I've been playing the Resident Evil 4 remake, and it's good stuff. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Connor Cruz and watch me play D&D Tuesday evenings at twitch.tv slash Nerd
3: I haven't been watching too much because I finished my new project. It's going on to festivals. I made a film called Apartment Story. It's done. We had a little cast and crew and friends premiere, private premiere. I think I have to say that for for festival stuff. I'm very happy with it. We actually shot it in one three seven, the superior aspect ratio. Of the gods, as they might say. Yeah, as soon as it's available to watch, I'll spam it and send a little link to people, or if it gets in any festivals, I'll let you know, and maybe we can watch it together on the big screen. Who knows? Congratulations, Daniel. Thank you
1: so much. Look at that. Secret Movie Club team members making their movies, being filmmakers. Turned out great. I can't wait to see it. I wish I had been there. We were celebrating my daughter's fourth birthday. It was
3: a good day all around. For birthdays, What's yeah, well, your excuse, Edwin?
0: Let
2: me know when there's a 35 print out, and I'll watch Daniel. Oh, f you! Edwin. You
3: are
0: you are such a <laughs>
3: Daniel,
1: I can't wait to see it. Let us know when we can see it. I have a link I can share with friends. <laughs> I think
2: none of us should
0: watch Edwin's movie till he watches Daniel's. <laughs> yeah, you got go to hell I'm gonna. I want to be in Edwin's movie.
1: I'm grateful that all you guys are doing great creative work, and congrats, Daniel. Thank you. Apartment Story, written and directed by Daniel Ott, starring Elise Metcalf and Logan Byam Taylor, and Logan Byam Taylor. Check it out. I'll just say i'm reading also ben hecht's child of the century we showed so many movies where one of the screenwriting credits was ben hecht uh from the classic era ben hecht wrote howard hawks movies john ford movies alfred hitchcock movies i was like who is this ben hecht And now I'm reading his uh, autobiography, and it was really interesting. For a guy who's such a wildly talented writer, the first 80 pages of his book are his philosophical musings on where he is in his mid-50s, and I plowed through it. But then he gets to his life, the people in his life growing up Jewish in Racine, Michigan, and then starting in journalism in the like early 1900s. And all that stuff is hilarious and cooks. And I was like, huh, I guess like note to self, You really have to, at least for me, you have to fold your philosophy into the story because once the story begins in this, it's great. But it was interesting. I was like, huh, for a screenwriter, it's almost perverse that the first hundred pages of his book are his musings on all of his philosophical fascinations. But it's definitely a great book now. I definitely recommend it. Ben Heck, Child of the Century. All right, guys, you can find out about everything we are doing at secretmovieclub.com. Write us a community at secretmovieclub.com. As always, this podcast was edited by Chief Creative Content Officer, Connor Lloyd-Cruz. And next week, the Secret Movie Club Podcast 147 will be about Clerks and Kevin Smith. We recently did Clerks and Swingers as a double bill. I rewatched it, hadn't seen in a while, and it was great. It was just as great as I had remembered it when I saw it as a 16-year-old. Uh, or 15 year old when it came out and it really moved me and I was like you know what I want to talk about Clerks and Kevin Smith because it's sort of fascinating his arc and and what he's done and who he is and how he's received by the film community and Clerks was his breakout debut movie so uh, that'll be next week along with that we'll probably be talking about that filmmaker experience and how some filmmakers go on to become you know one kind of thing and others another kind of thing and all that so guys thank you for recording this podcast thank you for everything you do for Secret Movie Club thank you for busting your asses and being good people and all the best with your movies and uh, I will see you next week bye bye love you family
3: I guess I'm still recording. Hey, Connor. What's up? Bye.